Welcome to the South African Birth Stories podcast. I'm Julia and I will be your host for today's episode. Each week, either Megan or I will be bringing you mothers telling their stories of childbirth. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi everyone, in today's episode I have the pleasure of bringing you Sivan's two birth stories, one being with a private midwife at the birthing centre and her second being a home birth. Sivan is a really positive and beautiful person and she really tells a great story so I know that you'll enjoy this one. Okay, hi, Sivan. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hello, Julia. Thank you so much. Great. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live? Yes. Um, well, currently, we, we recently moved to Newlands, Pretoria. So we are new in the area. Um, but both my birth stories, um, or both of my kids were born in Mayerton, um, in the Vol. So, um, yeah, currently I'm a stay-at-home mommy. Um, I do au pair part-time, but, um, yeah, the kids are my priority right now. So full-time mommy, you know. <laughs> great. Awesome. Just quickly, Sivan. Great. Well, that's awesome. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about your first pregnancy, how it happened? Was it planned for? Um, how did you find out? Yeah, I think thinking back, um, you know, it's such exciting, exciting times, you know, excitement. Um, yeah, we we got married in February 2016 and we, we knew we wanted immediately wanted to start trying for a family. And so obviously initially, you know, you think it's going to happen the first time around, but obviously it didn't. Um, it took about three, four, almost four months. And then, um, you know, obviously I am very regular on my cycle. And I saw, okay, listen, you know, it's a few days late. So obviously I quickly went and bought a test and did the test. And yeah, when, when I saw the two lines, you know, your heart starts beating so fast and um, just super, oh. super exciting. And now you need to start telling people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then obviously I told my husband and he's such a chilled guy. Like you'll hear my story now, like throughout the pregnancy, he's so calm. He's always so calm. You know, he's he's just the, the level-headed guy. Um, so he was just like, oh, okay, awesome. You know, very calm and collected. Uh, I was the, the crazy excited one. Um, but yeah, I think... Then I just kind of, you'll see with my story, both of my stories as well, um, I'm very, um, you know, I think a lot about things and we we didn't tell everyone right away. I actually waited until about 16, 17 weeks, okay. you know, just to, to tell everyone, anyone, like nobody knew. Oh, really? So, Not even your mom? Yes, nobody, no, nobody, nobody. <laughs> um, it was just, I think it's just such a such a big thing and it is so nice just to enjoy it and, and kind of also get over the, you know, the morning sickness and mm. the feeling bad. Um, you know, any nobody can't, they can't do anything for you really. So it was yeah. kind of, you know, just happy and I just getting through it. Um, and as soon as I was starting to feel better, we, um, you know, decided to tell everyone. So oh, yeah, great. with both of the pregnancies, we did it. We did it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To take a nice time, 
sort of just your and hubby's little secret just to enjoy that yeah. time like you said it's lovely yeah yes and i think i think as soon as we told everybody it, it kind of everyone is an expert on birth and pregnancy oh, yeah. then and you know all the all the information and you know it kind of it overwhelms you know it, mm -hmm. it's very overwhelming and it kind of it puts you in this i won't say state of fear but it's it's just very overwhelming um so yeah. i'm very glad you decided not to not to tell everyone right away mm. so you mentioned you had some morning sickness and that so with your first pregnancy did you have morning sickness what were your other symptoms or was it just a little bit nauseous and I think with her um, initially, I think around six weeks, everybody, you know, when you find out you're pregnant, you think, oh, but I don't feel pregnant. Oh, yeah. And then around, <laughs> and then around you know, the five, six week mark, then all of a sudden, my first, the, the strangest thing was when I walked into the kitchen and I, I was busy defrosting meat and I smelled the, the raw meat. It kind of, it just, it made me nauseous. I think that was, I didn't eat meat for a few weeks. I don't know. It just made me nauseous. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a, you hear the word morning sickness and you think, oh, it's just going to be in the morning, but it was kind of an all day. Yeah. All day sickness. Um, yeah. So that was kind of not throwing up, but um, just feeling so nauseous the whole day. Oh, and um, that was quite intense for me I think um some mommies would say you know just throw up and get over it but for me it was just I couldn't I, I was just feeling nauseous no throwing up but just, mm. just the nausea shame so how long so did it last for until what how many weeks it were you? lasted with both of the pregnancies they they are very similar or they were very similar um until I would say around between 14 and 16 weeks then it went away luckily okay. for me yeah yeah Okay. And so then how, um, when you fell pregnant, did you kind of know much about birth or how you wanted to birth in your mind and what model of care did you start having a look at and which way you were going to go, gani or midwives or what was your plan for that? I think initially, you know, you grow up and you hear all the stories and you kind of, you know, you need to get a doctor, you need a hospital, you need you know, there's like the standard set of care. And, and I think in South Africa, I think it's better now than a few years ago. But nobody really spoke about midwives. Nobody really, mm. um, you know, and everybody, you know, you know, you need to get a gynae. You know, you can't go to a GP, you need to get a gynae. And for me at that stage, um, like, honestly, I think, um, you know, looking at the medical aids and what they cover and what they don't cover, if you just go to a gynae, like I know overseas, you only get a gynae if you have a high-risk pregnancy. We're in South Africa, we just go to a gynae. Mm. And um, luckily for us, we had two GPs in the vol that um, actually they only do births. You know, they um, mostly specialize in only doing births. And okay. then if you have a high-risk pregnancy, um, you know, they do refer you to a gynae. So, sorry, I'm just putting off the lights. That's right. Um, Okay, so yeah, firstly, I'll start with um, the first doctor I went to, or, or yeah, just overall, you asked me how I felt about, yeah, I think initially I wanted to do, um, you know, just go natural, natural route. I think most mommies feel natural is best, you know, let's do the natural route as much as possible. So that was, but I didn't know anything really about birth, nothing about contractions, nothing about nothing. You know, you don't yeah. really, <laughs> you, see, you look at, you know, you watch movies, but we don't, 
you don't really know anything. So yeah. no, I didn't know. You just hear the stories, but no, I didn't really know anything. No birth approach, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, initially then I got a, I went to the doctor I was referred to. And um, yeah, a bit of a, you know, disappointing experience, you know, all the excitement and then going to the doctor and they kind of, you know, you're just a, just a number there, you know, you're mm. not really a, they don't, it feels like they don't care about you. I know they're busy, but it was, it was a bit disappointing, the first appointment and a bit scary, you know, they do all these tests and all these things they yeah. need to look at, but they don't really explain nicely. So you don't know what, what, mm. are, what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, not a good experience for me and the hubby either. He wasn't very impressed. Um, okay. Then we went to the first doctor for the first few months. Um, and then I just really, um, I actually, I got a pamphlet from my cousin the one day with um, the the pamphlet said home, uh, you know, home birth or facility birth or something like that. And I saw the pamphlet and I didn't really think anything about it, but I saw it was in Mayerton. The birding clinic was in Mayerton and I thought, wow, that's strange. But I just left the pamphlet and I just went on seeing the doctor and then I decided to get a different doctor. I wanted a second opinion. Okay. I went to the other GP and also it was a, a disappointing experience, you know, not mm -hmm. really, you're not really treated as a human, you're really treated as a number, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm being yeah. very honest and, yeah, um, you know, this is your, your baby and it's such mm -hmm. a big life changing experience, but okay, then, then I was almost eight months pregnant and I was driving and, you know, talking to God and praying and this whole journey was, you know, it's just amazing. I really, I feel, you know, God was leading me to the right people at the right time. Mm. And, and you know, I just want to give him honor and glory for that. Wow, that's lovely. Uh, then I was driving in my car, feeling all negative, And in front of me was driving this lady with her little, um, it said, you know, little arrivals birthing clinic, Mayerton. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I need to get this number. Where's this woman yeah. driving? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and I got the number quickly. And when I got home, I phoned her and she said, yeah, just come and see me. Um, let's talk about what you want or what's your expectation, what I do and, you know, how it works. And I immediately went to her, I think the next day or the next week or something. And in, I went to the birthing clinic. And as soon as I walked in there, it was just a breath of fresh air. Oh, that's um, you know, she she sat me down and it was so informal and you know she was just talking to me as a human being just finding out you know what's your story where are you from how can I help you what do you need um so yeah we, we were just chatting and um and then she told me you know obviously she's a midwife um can I say what her name was yeah, if, if you loved your experience with them, by all means. Yes, yes I'll that. definitely recommend it. So her name is Ntombi. Okay. She works at, she's a private midwife at Genesis as well. Okay. And then she's got little birthing, little arrivals birthing clinic in Mayerton, and then she does home births as well. She oh, did nice. my second. She did my second birth at home with our son as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, then we just sat down and, yeah, we talked about everything. And from there, I, um, you know, I switched my care immediately. She took me in at eight months. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, I, just, I, I got all my medical records and all my scans and everything to her. She took a look at it. 
and yeah I was just I was just so relaxed with her and just at oh, peace awesome. um, in her care so yeah we took it from there and um she even she did home visits oh, um, you know, how, cool, how cool is that so yeah that's so lovely even, so yeah, she was with she, you from then right up to the end and did all all the other checks yeah, and home visits for yeah. you oh, everything so like nice. that yeah the only thing she didn't do was the scan so i just okay. i got an independent um you know someone independent that was yes, doing my yeah. scans and then actually, um, I had the, the second doctor I was with. I obviously needed a backup doctor. You can't, yeah. you know, you just have the midwife. And then that was a struggle. Um, oh, phoning around, phoning the doctors. It was really you, you, you don't have a lot of options. I mm -hmm. think because around they didn't want Africa. to. They didn't want to back. No, up. no, yeah. no. They didn't want to do a backup. They didn't want to hear anything. And then in Swami told me, listen, I've got a doctor. I always work with. Go and sit there and um, find out if he'll help you. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I did phone them and I got an appointment and I went and I sat there and I waited and oh, I just loved this doctor as well. I walked in there and he just looked at me, you know, did a few, obviously the, the checkups and everything. And he just told me, you know what? Good luck. You can do this. Okay. Um, you know, let me know if you need anything. He was at the Mediclinic in Vereniging. Okay. Um, such a such an awesome doctor. He's not a backup doctor anymore, though, because oh, okay. he's studying something extra now, so he just doesn't have the time to, right. to back up any other mommies. But, um, you know, he was just an older doctor, but he was just so relaxed, and he just had so much confidence in me, and it just, you know, it helped me just to believe in myself as well. Yeah, and the whole process even more. I think what if you have a, a medical doctor believing in you, then you feel probably even more at peace, hey? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't looking for anything to be wrong. It just felt like, oh, you know, all the other doctors I went to were just, they were just looking for something, you know, just mm. telling me what could happen and this can go yeah. wrong and this can go wrong. And, you know, and I feel, you know, we need, we know there are risks. I think anybody yeah, knows there, there are risks with anything. Um, but I feel, you know, we know there are risks. So I don't think you... You know, don't go looking for something when there's nothing. There is nothing yeah, wrong. Exactly. You know, making your mommy stressed. So yeah, that was awesome. So I felt, I felt good. Um, yeah. Then we just waited, waited for the time to come. Yeah. So how was the the rest of your pregnancy? Then was it pretty straightforward? And and were you feeling okay? And um, no other funny symptoms or anything like that towards the end. I think just the normal, you know, pains, maybe yeah. Braxton, Braxton Hicks, okay, lost, yeah. a lot of Braxton Hicks. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and then obviously the lower pelvic pain as well. You know, it, mm -hmm. it kind of it feels weird at the end. You know, it kind of feels like the baby's yes. gonna fall out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and, did you do classes with your with um in Tombi Then did you do any classes with her? Or did she just kind of take the lead and, and you just entrusted everything in her? Um, or did you do any other at, external at, classes? At that stage of the pregnancy, I'm, I'm a very big, I'm a reader. Mm -hmm. So I read up a lot, you know, obviously Googling a lot, taking yeah. my books, you know, any, you know, all the pregnancy books you get and everything. I kind of just, I had a very big, you know, like a broad spectrum yeah. information at that stage. Um, and then I also, I went for a, because the Mediclinic was my backup hospital. Yeah. Um, they had a, like a birthing class, you know, you've get, you've got yes. to get that one, 
pre-birth class yeah. or birthing class or something. So I went for that. Um, yeah, and that that was it. I think okay. um, no, because everyone says every pregnancy is different. You can't really. Mm. Um, you just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. So and it's kind of a wait and see approach. <laughs> Were your family and friends um, supportive about you uh, going for like a completely natural birth at a birthing center, not at a hospital, or were people <laughs> worried about that? And your husband was he fine with it? <laughs> My husband was fine with it after I explained everything, and um, you know, I think just looking at everything, you know, overall, um, you know, because. I was cleared, you know, by the backup doctor for a natural birth. And yeah. I think one thing for me was also looking at the costs. Again, we mm. um, were at, okay, I won't say which medical aid, but at that stage we had a hospital plan with a maternity benefit. And it's just, I was actually shocked by, you know, what they didn't cover and what they didn't mm. want to pay, um, even if it was in hospital. Yeah. So when we got and everything from Nsombi, um, I sent, I submitted that to the medical aid and it actually ended up working us, you know, it, it worked out a lot cheaper mm. just going with the birthing facility than, you know, in hospital birth mm. um, that we didn't, I didn't want to have an in hospital birth. Yeah. Um, so that was also a big, big thing for us. Um, yeah, but yeah, I spoke to him and we looked at everything and yeah, he was calm and we both you know, we're, we're happy about our choices. But as for the family, like, like I said earlier, we didn't tell anybody what was going to happen. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so nobody, nobody knew what was going on. I just, I just told them I've got this midwife and she's awesome. And um, yeah, nobody okay. knew about the birthing facility, nothing. Um, because people are very skeptic when it's yes. skeptical when it's not, you know, the straightforward go to a hospital, have the baby come home. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, no, nobody knew, so they couldn't <laughs> be supported. <laughs> oh well that's probably best, yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so then do you just want to take us up to like the, the last few days before you or what were the first signs of things sort of starting or did it just come on all of a sudden? How did labor begin? Okay. Um, first off, you know, we did decide we didn't want to tell anybody when I go into labor. Okay. Um, so we were sitting in our living room the Friday night and obviously everybody's messaging and phoning and is the baby here and when is the baby going to come and making me crazy. And um, my brother actually visited, visited us on the Friday, just came to say hi and have a coffee. And um, so we were sitting in the living room and I was obviously lying down because you can't sit yeah. at all, like 40 weeks. I was 39 <laughs> weeks and like six days. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I was lying down and it was around eight, half past eight. And I just felt this all of a sudden, like it got a little bit wet, you know, okay. down there. Yes. And obviously I knew something, it's either my water that broke or it's this bloody show or, yeah. you know, this something, everybody's just saying if it starts getting wet or it's gooey or whatever, um, you know, that's it. Something. And I just out. calmly, I just calmly stood up and I quickly ran to the bathroom, you know, just cleaned a bit, put a pad in. And I just told Bernie, listen, my brother needs to go. He needs to go home. We need to sort this out. It's, it's happening. <laughs> Shame. So he was 
you know, he was sitting down, still drinking his coffee, and Bradley's like, "Listen, listen, you need to, you need to go now." <laughs> and um, shame you, he just got up and he left, kind of all, you know, surprised. Why yeah. do you need to leave now? Um, but yeah, then he left, and obviously, you know, when I went to the bathroom, I saw it was the the mucus plug had come out. You okay. can see it, you know, very yeah. clearly. But I've also read it could come out between two and three weeks beforehand. Yeah. So it's not to say, you know, it's going to, you're going to have the baby now. Mm. So then I started having light contractions, but I didn't know because I was having so many Braxton Hicks. I didn't yeah. know if it was the, the real thing or just the Braxton Hicks again. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the midwife just said, go to sleep or have a nice bath. Um, just let's see what happens. So I had a nice bath and I just got in the bed and I slept um, and I fell asleep and I slept until around one, two in the morning and then it start, started getting intense again. So then we started timing the contractions a bit and they were quite, you know, they were very irregular, about between eight and 15 minutes apart mm-hmm. um, and then they started getting closer together and around five, you know, I woke up my husband again. So then he got up. And, um, you know, I messaged the midwife and she's like, okay, what's the, the time between the contractions? Um, and it was actually, I think it was around six minutes then apart. And she said, okay, no, let's, you know, come to me at eight. So we'll see you at eight, eight o'clock. So then we got up at five and we, um, you know, we were sitting in the living room and it was just such a calm, calm morning, you know, I was having these yeah. contractions, but it was so calm and oh, we sat and had a coffee and we had rusks and we were just, you know, it was such a, you see in the movies, you, everybody's rushing oh, and yeah. you know, just this calm, you know, and okay. we were just sitting there eating breakfast and I was packing in a last few things in my suitcase and um, yeah, then we left at eight. I remember we were still getting out of the we stayed in a complex at that stage and we got out and the older lady that was staying next to us she's like where are you going with the suitcases and Barney's like that's my husband his name is Barney and he's like no Sivan is in labor she's gonna have the baby and the old lady freaked out she's like what <laughs> <laughs> so we were just laughing and we just said we'll see you later <laughs> Like, oh, then we went to the, the birthing clinic and as soon as we got there, you know, she checked me and I was, I can't remember if it was four or six centimeters dilated when we arrived okay. there. So um, obviously then we just had to sit and um, wait it out. You know, the baby was, her head was in the right position. Everything was, mm-hmm. was fine. So we were just sitting there, um, walking up and down. Um, and were you feeling like you were managing the pain at that point? Did you feel like you were on top yeah. of the pain and you could breathe through yeah. it? I, I think it's just, you're just breathing through it. Um, for me, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of times we, uh, when you're in labor, you know, you need to focus on this and, you know, do this. But I just found for me personally, it was much easier focusing on anything else except later yeah um because as soon as i started focusing on these contractions it just it became intense yeah um yeah. so my husband actually went home and he got his laptop and popcorn and it was <laughs> so then he came back and we were sitting and i was um you know jumping on the ball sitting on the ball the yoga ball 
and um you know we were watching movie and eating popcorn and you know just very relaxed and that helps a lot um mm. because really as soon as I started focusing on the contractions it really I think it was really a mind thing it yeah. kind of you know over overtook you yeah, bit, for sure you know. mm. okay awesome so then at that point did things just start progressing naturally and you just things got more and more intense um yeah what happened from there um I think I was I was actually thinking about telling you, um, you know, after having my birth, there's so many things looking back now I would have done differently. Mm. Well, not a lot of things, two or three things I would have done differently. I would have definitely had a home birth with my first baby if I could choose again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but obviously at that stage, I just, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, because I have, and... I've heard a lot of my friends that have recently given birth, a lot of, you know, mommies I've talked with, um, as soon as they leave their house, it's kind of like everything stops. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that's very and, um, reading up, I've also read, you know, being at home, you're very relaxed and, you know, the oxytocin is flowing and you're feeling, mm. you know, at peace at home. And as soon as you leave, it's like um, adrenaline actually k- kicks yeah. in. Yeah. And the adrenaline obviously combats the oxytocin and yes. labor tends to stall or stop. Yeah. So when we got there, my labor actually, um, you know, stalled for a few okay. hours and I stayed at six centimeters and no, you know, not progressing. Yeah. And then, um, and Tommy said there's something that the midwives use a lot. Um, I can't remember the name of the medication they give you, but it's apparently for um, people with stomach problems or I'm not sure I can't remember but she said the side effect of that is it can give you uh, uterine contractions or or, you know it's not castor oil is it no it wasn't castor oil it was a tablet that she dissolved in water I can't remember the name but um so as soon as I had that uh, my my contractions actually started picking up and it got a lot more intense from there so, you know, thinking back, I wouldn't have taken the medication. I would have just preferred staying home. Just let it um, because yeah. Just let it happen because with my son, that's what I did. I stayed home. Um, you know, I let it, everything happen naturally. And I had a much faster labor. I didn't have to take any medication, mm. nothing. And it just progressed. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't stall. It just, it just progressed naturally. Okay. Yeah. So, so you took the, the tablet and it got a bit more intense then so then okay yes yeah whereas with my son it was never as intense even at the end just before he was born it wasn't as intense as after I took yes 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 so definitely it it makes a big difference Mm. if you take any medication or Mm. any anything I think it really does your body you know it's not reacting yeah it's not the natural process yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so, um, yeah, then it started getting intense from there, but then it progressed very quickly. And within under two hours, she checked again and she said, okay, nine centimeters, um, let's get the bath running because I wanted to do a water birth yeah. with Elena, with the first yeah. one. So then she started getting the water running, got into the bath, and she said, okay, you know, now it's time to push. Because I also, I didn't know about... Um, natural uh, what's it fetal ejection reflex oh yes yeah I didn't know about that so I let her coach me through the pushing as we with my son I said no this is it's going to be 
on his time, you know, yeah. and I did. It it happened like it was supposed to happen. It it he you know, wow. he came out much more easier or, or with less mm-hmm. strain on my body. As with Elena, I had to really, you know, I had to push. I had to push the down, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um so with her I was pushing but something wasn't feeling I just I wasn't feeling like myself so I don't know in hindsight I don't know if it was something you know when you take any medication obviously it's got an effect on your body Mm. so I don't know I just wasn't feeling like myself Mm -hmm. and the midwife was was really relaxed and I pushed a few times and she actually told me Simone just get up quickly um you know lift your leg over the bath and just lie down for me Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. So I got up and her head was like really like almost halfway out. You know, oh, I didn't wow. see, okay. but Barney, he told me <laughs> afterwards, he's like, you got up and her head was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, because obviously you can't see anything. Yeah. Um. So then I, okay, got out of the bath and I lied down and she said, okay, one big push and I pushed and she came out easily. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and, I thought everything was fine. Um, you know, she's out, she's screaming, you know, she's, you know, obviously been, have been born, has been born. And, um, but she was very um, purple, you know, very, very yeah. purple. Okay. So afterwards reading up, I, I have read, you know, that's if a baby takes a bit longer or they've been in distress for a little bit or, you know, lack of oxygen for a mm-hmm. bit, little bit, um, you know, they can be very purple. Yeah. So then we went on, um, you know, we, like any new parents, we didn't, you know, what to do, you know, we didn't know what yeah. exactly to do when, and, um, but we were very happy and very calm and we found the parents and everybody was so excited and congratulating okay. us and we're trying to get, you know, pictures to send them. Um, yeah, then we had a, we stayed over that night. And um, the midwife actually, she had a doula there, like her assistant. I didn't know her beforehand, but she was there with the birth, um, well, with with our birth. And um, she was just helping and tidying up and, you know, doing everything. It was just, it was amazing. But the midwife cooked us dinner. That's Um, so lovely. So she made us this lovely cooked, you know, home cooked dinner. And, you know, here we are sitting in this amazing room and you know Elena sleeping next to me and we were just having dinner and it was such a such a nice day um you yeah. know it's such an awesome and did she help you to breastfeed yes she did um okay. you know obviously I wanted to breastfeed and I was trying um not knowing what I was doing but yes she did she helped me with the breastfeeding and how did that and, go um, was it okay yes it went well I think the first few days was fine and then afterwards um I think her latch was a little bit I don't know a lot of moms say it shouldn't hurt some moms say it should hurt I don't yeah. know if mine are hurting <laughs> I had blisters on them it was bleeding okay. it was sore um sitting there and then breastfeeding Elena and I was crying and oh. but I kind of I just I just took everything and I just went through it and it it was so quick and it started getting better and That's um good. I don't know, maybe a latch got better or I just, yeah, everything got, got better. It, and yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm still breastfeeding her. So oh, nice. <laughs> she's, okay. um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I tanned and breastfed both of them and I oh, breastfed through my pregnancy, but not easy. It's not, no, not let easy. Let me tell you, it's not, it's not easy. It's not for the faint hearted. <laughs> um, 
you know, if I had to buy a tin of formula and it was standing on my cupboard, I would definitely have given formula. Yeah. That was the only reason that I didn't, you know, give formula because I didn't have any at home. Okay, but just one little thing to add. Um, mm. When Insomni was busy filling in Elena's, you know, the, the card with all yeah. the information of her birth and everything on it. At the bottom of the page, it said um, birth complications, and she mm -hmm. actually put in shoulder dystocia. Okay. And I asked her, what exactly, what is this? Mm -hmm. And um, she told me, no, this is what happened with Elena when she was being born. And I said, no, but I don't understand. And she said, and she actually took a doll and she had a little like pelvis. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those things to do yeah. the class with. And she was explaining to me, you know, her shoulder was actually stuck. You mm -hmm. know, it, it actually got stuck. Like when everybody talks about a baby being stuck, that's, that's, yeah. that's what happened. That was it, yeah. Um, that was it. And I was just standing there in shock. And I'm like, what? Are you telling me my baby got stuck? And she's like, no, <laughs> she kind of panicked there for a moment. And that's why she wanted me to, to lift my leg very high, get out of the bath and just lie down. Yeah. So by doing that, it kind of tilted my pelvis, just releasing her shoulder, and yeah. she came out very easily. Okay. Um, so reading up on shoulder dystocia afterwards, um, if you were in hospital and you had a doctor, they would have done um, epistiotomy mm. you know, immediately with you, or um, worst case scenario, they would have yeah. the baby's shoulder. Um, you know, hectic measures, but yeah, you know, with with the, with the midwives, I know they've got a lot of techniques they mm. use and they do to use obviously um, before doing any yeah. extensive extensive things. Yeah, yeah, that's so, right. Um, did you tear? With Elena, I did. Um, when she checked afterwards, she said I had a, a little. I think it's a first degree tear. Yeah, okay. Um, on the inside. Okay. But I didn't feel anything. I didn't know there was a tear. Obviously, you, you can feel your muscles are sore from the birth. Yeah. Um, when, when people ask me, you know, how was the birth? I always tell them it just, it felt like I ran a marathon. <laughs> I literally ran a marathon. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, it's intense, but it's not like pain, you know, mm. like hitting your arm or something like that. It, it was just like muscle soreness. Mm. Um, so my muscles stiff and sore from obviously pushing the baby out but um yeah so just a little first degree tea nothing nothing hectic no you know excessive bleeding um i didn't have to get stitches oh good so um yeah nice. no. so the so that so you had like a really good experience overall um at the birthing yeah. center yeah that's lovely um and could you go home you said you went home the following day Yes, we went home the following day. Um, yeah, and then then that's when all the people started to visit. And, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But everybody was so angry. We didn't tell them. Oh, is um, it? <laughs> Shame. <laughs> yeah, but I think for us, it was just it was just the best. I yeah. tell all the couples we meet. I just tell them, you know what? It's stressful as it is. Exactly. Um, you know, Want to just kind of stay in your bubble. Yeah, and I know, I know people have good intentions, they mean well, and they, mm. you know, they want to be supportive, and, but, um, you know, having your mom phone a hundred times when you labor, <laughs> it's very stressful. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I just, 
I just tell people, you know, just really think about it. You know, the mm. baby's going to be there for a long time. Um, just really think about it because you don't, you don't need that stress. No. Um, yeah. Add it yeah. to everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And then um, did you plan for the next one? How did uh, your next baby come about? How did you find out you were pregnant with him? Or, is it a him? No. Yes, it's a him. Yes. Okay. Boy. Um, yeah, he's turning two next month, so I, I can't see. believe he's turning two. But um, yeah, with him, I was also still breastfeeding Elena, but um, mm-hmm. at that stage, I knew after six months, you know, when you do exclusive breastfeeding, um, I know there are a lot of, uh, you know, guidelines and regulations when you breastfeed a baby and, um, you know, you want to use it as a contraceptive because I know not a lot of mommies think when you're breastfeeding, you know, you you can't get pregnant. Yeah. But you can. There are a lot of, you know, you need to go read up on the guidelines. So mm. I, was, I was following the guidelines quite strictly, you know, obviously the first six months. Yeah. And afterwards when they start saying it's not a, it go, I think the, the prevention goes down to 50%. Oh, okay. 40%. Yeah. So um, I obviously knew we could, we we could get pregnant um so we weren't really we just we knew from the start we wanted a lot of kids mm-hmm. um so if it happened that uh, we didn't use any contraceptives um you know we said it's fine mm. um we want rather have them now um you know than then have them you know many years down the line or a lot yeah. of years down the line so then Elena was, it was just before her first birthday and I kind of, I was tracking my cycle again because we do natural family planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do know, you know, the days that you ovulate and obviously, you know, with the natural family planning, you know, the day, your fertile days. Yes. And we, just to add as well, we have also been doing natural family planning since he was born. Um, I said after him, you know, let wait a little bit you know maybe two or three for two years and it's really it's been working very well obviously now for two years not pregnant again so that's great give natural family some thumbs up yeah for sure (laughs) um so yeah i did know i could get pregnant and we weren't being careful and um yeah i was still i remember in that time i was praying and i was just saying or just telling God, you know, if I have to get pregnant, I'm fine with it. You know, if it's your will, um, it's fine. You know, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Bad and he's happy. Um, so, yeah, obviously, you know, it happened that December, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a December holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, in, in January, obviously, just before Elena's birthday, um, I took the test because I was a few days late. And, you know, I saw the lines and I was just, I was excited again. It, it felt like the first time. Oh, so, uh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, we were very excited. So then we had her first birthday and um, we also waited again about 16 weeks again before we okay. told everybody. And my pregnancies, both of them were very similar. Mm. Um, the morning sickness again um, until 16 weeks, around 16 weeks. And um, yeah, then we found out it was a boy. Oh, great. <laughs> um, before that, another thing just to add to the mommies, I don't know if anybody ever experienced this, hopefully not, but I had kidney stones. Oh, shame. Um, when I was 12 weeks pregnant with Doria. Oh, oh my goodness. Let me tell you, um, kidney stones are 
by far worse than giving birth. I would rather Sorry. give birth over and over <laughs> than have kidney stones. And kidney. I say yeah. that's horrible. So that was a bit of a, a health. So that was a bit of a health complication. I still don't know exactly why. Um, they just say it's a genetic thing because we do we eat healthy, we drink a lot of water. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was I think a genetic thing because oh, okay. I mean it's two years. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, pregnancy luckily went well, and then um, at 36 around 36 weeks, I actually went to the doctor the one day, and my blood pressure was was quite high. Okay. And um, that was a bit of a, a bit of a scare. And she just said, you know, just come back the next day or the next week. Let's just check it again. You know, let's just monitor mm. it. And um, that was quite stressful. Um, yeah. They like they were thinking about inducing because I did have a backup backup doctor with with Dorian as well. Um, that was a gynae I found in Three Rivers. Also, awesome, awesome gynae. I know. Um, she even she gave me a cell phone number and she just said, you know, just let me know when you're in labor. Just let me oh, know. Right. Something. Okay. <laughs> so it was just blessing, you know, just really, you know, you don't hear of stories. No, you, know, you don't. Yeah. A <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So you was, lucky. Yeah. So she was awesome, awesome. Um, but yeah, then we just monitored my um, my blood pressure and it kind of, it was, it was weird. It went up and then it would stabilize again and then it would go up. Um, so there wasn't, I don't know what the reason was. I think it was maybe just stress. Um, mm. You know, at that time, financially, we were going through a bit of stressful mm. things. So I think it was stress, you know, yeah. pushing my blood pressure up and down. But luckily, you know, or thankfully, um, you know, we could wait it out. And um, yeah. yeah, with Dorian, Elena was born at like exactly 40 weeks. With him, you know, we were almost, but you know, due dates are sometimes very inaccurate yeah. but he was yeah. born at almost 41 weeks okay so, um, and I was much bigger with him when I was with Elena oh, is I it? don't know why but I had <laughs> so much um amniotic fluid oh, okay yes yes we actually ended up my water didn't break um I also same story I went into labor the afternoon um also a Friday night again oh wow <laughs> um the mucus plug came out okay. and um, I told hubby listen I think it might be it it might not um, but he went to bed I think around nine or ten and um, he just said you know just wake me up if anything is serious and I just said you know I just go sleep it's fine yeah. I'm good let's see what happens but with him I must say you know the initial labor starting out it was much faster and a bit more intense I have heard okay. second labors are a bit yes. more intense and quicker yeah um so you know, I sat through the night. I tried to sleep, um, but it was a bit more difficult to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, another pointer to give the mommies is with my first birth, I didn't really use the the you know warm water that was at my disposal. I didn't yeah. shower. I didn't have a long bath. And mm. with Dorian, I had two very long baths and showered, and oh, nice. the water was just amazing. yeah so helpful relieving the pressure yeah. with him I didn't want to do a water um it was just a bit um you know bloody and um I don't know with the first one I just I preferred um you know not getting because when you have your baby in your arms I didn't want to get out of the bath again with him mm. and it's bloody 
it was I just wanted to have him where it was dry. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, then I just waited it out through the night and I actually I watched a few movies and um the next morning around eight I sent the midwife a message and um she arrived oh, not long after and when she checked me she said I was actually at eight centimeters. Wow. <laughs> it was a it was a good night of, you know, laboring and yeah, just progressing. being by myself. It was calm. Mm-hmm. You know, resting. And when I was sleeping, everybody was calm. And, um, yeah, I, I feel it was a good night of not stressing and, yeah. you know, letting the rest That's great. So, yeah, then, um, you know, we went on and everybody had tea and coffee and I was making Elena breakfast and, you know, just really, really relaxed. And, um, you know, I think when, when everybody sort of starts fussing about you, um, it, it really gets stressful, you know, with mm. the pressure or the, yeah. the spotlight is on you. So I prefer, I preferred not having the, you know, the spotlight on you. Yes. Um, so that really did help. Um, so yeah, Barney and the midwife were sitting in the living room and chatting and I was just walking up and down, just trying to ease the, you know, contractions a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, let's see what happened then. Yeah, we waited it out. Oh, and then the midwife suggested, because my waters, have a, they didn't break yet. Okay. And obviously, you know, that's the next step of helping labor progress. Yes. Um, but looking back now, if I could choose over, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have, have let mm. her break my, yeah. break my water. Because um, as soon as she broke my water, uh, labor really, really got very intense yes yeah, um, and yeah. I, I just I just lied down in the bed and I just felt listen this baby needs to come out now and she's oh, like no Sigourney you're not ready yet <laughs> you know you're just at nine centimeters now not ready yet and it's just it's weird my body just um you know I started grunting I don't know if you you know yeah, like, like really... that primal yes yes it was so weird yeah. <laughs> but um, I just this this baby needs to come out now so and I know a lot of mummies um or a lot of people say you 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 know you mustn't lie flat on your back Mm -hmm. um it's the worst thing you can do work against gravity um which I agree Um, but I was I was lying on my I was lying on my back but it was kind of on the on you know sideways with my Mm -hmm. one leg lifted up okay so um that falls on very comfortable for me you know it was like right there so he was on his yeah. way out and it was really not long I think it was one or two you know pushes and he was out so it was oh, much wow. quicker uh, much easier with him you know and then I saw okay listen this baby is pink you know comparing him to Elena he was yeah. just pink you know screaming very loudly oh shame <laughs> uh, so yeah and it, yeah, what else was there? Um, yeah, it was just much quicker. Um, yeah, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, the little So, um, but yeah, with him, I didn't see at all. Um, no complications other than the little bit of high blood pressure that I luckily didn't have to take medication for. Yeah, or, you know, hmm. still go to hospital or something like that. So yeah, wow, that's amazing. You like a birthing? Oh, yeah, so yeah? <laughs> you can carry on. No, no, just to add, um, people always laugh, you know, when they, when they heard we had him at home, because I remember oh, yeah. um, 
phoning my mom and I'm like, hey, mom, what you doing? She's like, no, she just went to town. What a, you know, how am I feeling? And I told her, no, it's a lovely day to have a baby today. She's like, no, no, you didn't have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I told her, no, yes, he was, he was born this morning. And oh, she's wow. like, no, love But, um, <laughs> yeah, so then they came around and, you know, obviously held him for the first time. Yeah. So that was awesome. Oh, um, wow. That's so special. And then Elena, another thing, she went to sleep. She, you know, at that stage, she was uh, a year and a half old. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, they still have two naps, around two yeah. naps doing that. So she went down for her morning nap at 10. And when she woke at half past 11, he was born at 11. You oh, know, she wow. had a baby brother. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so that was the the timing was perfect. Yeah. He literally went down, woke up, and they was and her brother. Was and it was so yeah. sweet. Oh, it was so, such a sweet moment, you know, introducing him to her oh. um, sibling love. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's lovely. That's so nice. And if you if you uh, ever have more kids and you have a home birth, would you have any of your kids present at the birth itself? Would you ever do that? I've seen some. Some moms do if their their kids are slightly older. Yeah, I think definitely. I think it's such an awesome experience. Now thinking yeah. back now, um, when I was in matric in my matric year, I went on a, a um like a medical outreach to Malawi, and we were working in the hospital, just helping where we could. And um, the one doctor was helping deliver babies there because they didn't have a clinic they ha- didn't have doctors only had the midwives and so he was just there you know as a backup and I remember the you know he, he called us when the babies were being born and I'm um, seeing that um, I saw twins being born so that oh. was that was amazing and completely changed my mind about birth and I oh. saw another baby being born um, and you know the mommy's lying down there you know it was even though it was in a you know at a hospital or in a clinic it was so calm and Nobody screamed, nobody mm. freaked out. It was just such a calm environment. And I kind of, in my head, that was how I saw my first birth. Oh, um, you know, real life, seeing these yeah. babies come out. So I think that helped me immensely. It really, really changed my mindset about birth. Um, so I think for me, I was actually thinking, you know, obviously we, we want more kids and we don't know how many, but we'll <laughs> see how many. Um but I definitely, I was thinking of actually, I don't know if it's weird, but asking a few mommies, mommies to be, um, if they wanted to come attend my birth, yeah. um, you know, if they wanted to experience this, because I think it's just when you see something up close and you just experience how it could be, it kind of, you know, it just Changes. calms you down and, yeah. you know, raises your expectations. Absolutely. But could be so um yeah you know just go there and you know go it's just it it helps so 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 much absolutely and you're the perfect person for someone to come and watch because it sounds like you (laughs) you're so positive and you're relaxed and yeah you sound like you handle it so beautifully yes i think definitely for me um you know it wasn't without fears and doubts obviously but yeah, you work through them you cry through them and you pray through them and you get advice and you you know you get through it 
but um, for me, the first little gift I got from someone when I actually I told my boss at that stage, she was the first person I actually told. Oh, wow. And because um, we had a very, we still have a very close relationship. And um, she brought me this little book um, and she said to one if you, you know, you don't have to read any other book. If you read a book, just read this little book. And it was Supernatural Childbirth by Jackie Mai. Oh, Jackie Mai, Jackie Mai. Yeah. And um, that little book really, really just changed my mindset about birth. And mm-hmm. um, it really opened up a new world. And from there, you know, I started getting, you know, into the right direction and seeing the right people. And so, yeah, that really helped, helped a lot. Amazing. Oh, well, it was so lovely hearing your stories. They were so beautiful and just so inspiring and positive. So, yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. It's a pleasure. Really, I feel privileged to be able to tell them um, because I feel all the stories I heard was, you know, it was so negative and so scary and traumatic. You know, we need more moms. Yes, we need more moms sharing their positive and, Absolutely. you know, exciting stories. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very privileged. And thank you so much for doing this and having the page. And, you know, yeah, I love it. It's- like you said, I really, we want to share, you know, more positive stories and more and all kinds of stories, but um, specifically mm-hmm. ones to show moms that, you know, you don't have to be so fearful and don't let people instill fear in you. And Yes, and yeah. I think... Um, doing doing proper research speaking to the right people i always tell my friends go to the midwife go to the doctor go to the gynae um you know get second opinions um you know just do your research well because especially with um i think with home births as well um you know looking back at my home birth i kind of thought it was um I kind of not a medic you know what if something happens what what's going to yeah. what what do you do and the midwife actually when she got there you know she opened her boots and she brought out all these medical um apparatus and um you know like the monitor they put on your tummy they monitor yeah. the contraction and she had oxygen and she had her scissors and injections and everything else um so they really they they come kitted and they are kitted for um you know, worst case scenario, yeah. they can handle it. They are qualified to handle it. So I think um, that's maybe just something for the mommies. You know, it's not just someone coming and catching your baby. They yeah. are really medically, they get They are kitted. medical professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So that's just something that when I when I saw that, I'm like, oh, Sibon, why didn't you just do a home birth <laughs> with your first one? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So well, I hope that helps the mommies. Yeah, it will. I'm sure it will. I'm sure everyone will love your story. So thank you so much. Thank you, Julia. And it was nice to speak to you. Yeah. Have a lovely afternoon. You too. Thank you. Okay. Keep up. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Sivan's Beautiful Birth Stories. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you would like to see more pictures of Sivan and her babies, you can go to our website www.southafricanbirthstories.co.za and on our website you'll also find the section where you can submit your birth story if that's something that you're interested in but otherwise I hope that you have a great day